1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast, where we are constantly keeping our thumbs ripped up. Tonight, we have a couple NorCal anglers, uh, Chase Murdoch and John Myers, on the show tonight. We are going to be talking about the Shasta event that California uh, Bass Nation Kayak Series just ran, and in conjunction with the Wild West Bass uh, Kayak Series up at Shasta this uh, two weeks ago, two weekends ago, and Man, it was a tight race. Uh, John and Chase both were just about a quarter inch from each other. And it was just an awesome event. There was a ton of fish caught. And it looked like a fun time. I was kind of hoping to make it. I just, it's just been a busy, busy month. And it's also about a 10-hour drive for me, I believe, or a 9-hour drive. So I just wasn't able to make it. But it had a good showing, about 70, 75 anglers, somewhere in there. And it was just, uh, it looked like a really good event. So stoked to hear the story about um, what happened this weekend. And we're going to hear from them in a second. Just a couple housekeeping things to intro the night. Uh, we got the Paddle and Fin tournament coming up in Dale Hollow out in Tennessee. I am really, really excited to join the Paddle and Fin family, host family, uh, up there at Dale Hollow. And I just, I, I can't even believe that I'm going to be going to Tennessee to catch some smallmouth with all the hosts and everyone that shows up to fish the event. And even my wife is going to be flying out with me. We're going to be kid free and we're just going to have an absolute blast. So really looking forward to that event. If you guys are looking for information about that, you guys can check it out on Tourney X. Just go to Paddle and Finn on Tourney X and you guys will be able to see it's like the one event that they have up right now. And man, I just can't wait to meet all you guys. For those of you that are watching from that area. I'm going to be coming out from California and can't wait to meet everyone. Can't wait to meet the host in person and just um, enjoy time on the water with the Paddle and Finn family. So that's really exciting. Uh, we got we got Folsom coming up uh, with KBF doing a trail event and a pro series out here next weekend on Folsom. And Yakabass, James Snyder is going to be uh, hosting that along with a Yakabass event as well. 
So you guys will be hearing this Friday morning. So I don't know if signups will be turned off by then, but um, make sure you guys go check it out if you guys are hearing this right now and get signed up if you guys are interested in that. Definitely want to support KBF. Um, you know, they're like one of the last national tournament scenes out here in California. So got to show them some support. Uh, also, we got California Bass Nation Kayak Series rolling out their second event at Lake Party. And I believe it is on, I think it's the first weekend in March, I believe. Um, we're going to do a couple more podcasts and we'll make sure to get the, the exact date for you guys. But I believe it's March 5th or 6th. Uh, it's the first weekend in March. So make sure you guys go check that out. It looks like it's going to be a good event. And let's see what else we got. We got uh, the ABA just concluded their first season opener at Lake Paris. And it was a very tough event. We actually had one angler, though, who cracked a 100-inch bag on day one, John DeMonet. And it was just an, it was, it was a really good time to see a bunch of anglers come in from all over the states, up and down California. Um, we, we had Arizona, Texas, Nevada. Just really good angler morale in the campgrounds. We had a blast. Uh, John was out there. We'll kind of touch on that a little bit maybe in this episode. But... Um, they're also going to be having their second event at the California Delta on March 25th and 26th. It's the last weekend in March, so I I believe that's going to be an absolute slugfest. So yeah, just a couple things that are going on in SoCal. And I also know for guys that are listening in SoCal, there's a membership drive coming up uh, at Lower Otai on, shoot, I should have done my homework on this, but I believe it's like the second weekend of March, like March 14th. Um, if you guys want more information on that, you guys can message me or reach out to SoCal kayak anglers directly. They got a, a great, um, you know, local club down there and it's going to be awesome for guys looking for like an entry level or just a grassroots type feel. Uh, I'm planning on being there, so should be a fun time. Anyways, enough of the update of all the things going on in California. There's a ton of events going on, a lot of opportunities for anglers to, to fish and compete. And we are going to bring on the, I guess, the inaugural uh, trail event champion, Mr. Chase Murdoch. We're going to bring him on right now. Chase, how's it going, man? Awesome. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, man, you had one of the most kind of epic stories that I've seen as far as you had a little bit of some kayak troubles, but then you also brought home the the trophy so like dude i just can't wait to hear all about it and um and also you know let's just kind of get to know you a little bit so chase who's chase murdoch uh how did you fall in love with fishing and the first question that i always ask every angler is do you ever look to your wife or your girlfriend or your friend and just brag about your thumb being so ripped up especially after shasta i'm sure your thumb was pretty ripped yeah okay so a lot to unpack there so i'm gonna go backwards order when I got back from, so, well, there's all, there was drama with regards to like ties and like pictures on the, on, on, on like in blurry, possible blurry images, um, on Shasta wasn't fully certain that I had won the thing, but when I got back, I took some pictures cause I came home with the trophy and yeah, my hands were like red and my, I, if you look at my Instagram, like there's like dirt under my nails when I'm holding the trophy, like it's like a photo shoot. My girlfriend's a professional photographer. And so like I went into the studios, like, let's do a photo shoot. But yeah, hands were ripped up. They're recovered. I didn't fish last weekend. Um, in fact, this last weekend, I spent some time going through what am I going to do with upgrades on my kayak with this with this money that I want? That was one of the things I was looking at. Um, so yes, I brag about it. Yes, I take pictures. 
my girlfriend is Kathleen's amazing at uh, supporting me, um, even even if she's not out there with me. Um, the next question was, what was the other? I, I forgot all the other questions already. Are we still? Oh no! Looks like it's frozen. Are you still with me? Oh, you there, Shane? Yeah, I'm here. Sometimes my internet, I don't know what it is, but it, it gets all messed up. Are you so good it's, now? It's, yeah, it's good. So my thumbs, thumbs okay. rip, and there's a couple other questions. Oh, who, how I got into fishing. Um, man, I am, I grew up in rural Kansas. I'm an only child. I grew up out in the country and we had a couple ponds behind my house. Um, but before that, like, um, my dad actually just sent this to me. You remember those, like there was a circular, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's about the size of a pizza. It's a little fishing game where the, it spins and the fish pop up and open their mouths and you drop the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Fishing rod. Anyway, yeah. I, my dad, I won the tournament. My dad sent like this thing, like, Oh, how chase got into, into fishing with this video, this little purple thing that spins with a little fish popping up. And, uh, I've been fishing my whole life. I moved to California four and a half years ago for work from Oklahoma I bought a kayak because I wanted to go fishing in the San, in the Bay. Cause I, I live here in San Francisco and, but I, I am, I love all types of fishing. So, um, I grew up, you know, catfish, bass, that kind of a thing. And then fly fishing and then California I got into halibut fishing. And then like the last, it's only been the last year I've been fishing tournaments here in California and I've really gotten into, I love the competitive fishing thing on the bass fishing thing. I've never, never really done it before. Um, in earnest i mean i've fished for bass in kansas growing up but um it's been something i've been absolutely loving dude that's awesome yeah i my kid actually has a similar game to that and he absolutely loves it so i mean he he casts like constantly like all the time he's trying to cast 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 like it's it's he's definitely fallen in love with it at a young age so that's really cool man and I, I i so you do you do fly fishing as well yeah yeah, I actually grew up doing a lot of fly fishing up in Wyoming, um, trout. Wow. Um, but I'm not partial, man. I like to go offshore and go catch tuna and that sort of thing. Um, nice. I lived yeah. on the East Coast for a while and got into that. Surf casting was a big thing for a while. I was out there um, anywhere. I've traveled traveled different parts of the world and gone fishing. Every, always always want to bring a rod wherever I go. That's awesome. Have you ever caught a bass fly fishing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Kansas, yeah. it used to take the fly rod out to some ponds and uh, it's a hoot um you know i actually i was bass fishing with a fly rod and i caught a about a four pound channel cat and that was a fight on a fly rod with four pound test um wow but anyway yeah yeah all <laughs> kinds of fishing that's awesome so what kind of kayak do you i know that you wanted to talk a little bit about your setup and and kind of like your your heart behind it and stuff and what kind of kayak do you fish out of yeah so i when i when I was looking at getting a kayak, I lived here in the marina in San Francisco, Marina District at the time. And so I had actually was like found out you could reserve marina spots like in the boat harbor. So it'd be right on the water. And I got a tandem Hobie Oasis. I think it's like a 2013, 14 year. And I bought it used from some guy. In fact, I, I texted him when I won the tournament because he and I, every once in a while, he's like, how's that kayak treating you? And I texted him a picture when I won the tournament. It's a 14 and a half foot long Oasis um tandem it's bright blue and i put it on the roof of a of a toyota prius and i haul it everywhere i i don't know to me it's just like it's my first kayak and um again like i spent a lot of my life fishing but never you know just getting into the kayak fishing game so i've sort of just been winging it figuring things out i've got uh you know fish finder on it i've jury rigged uh like a, if you, you can look it up online there's a um uh, 
uh, water snake has a trolling motor that will fit in the front slot of of a uh, of a kayak, and because I have two slots, I can paddle in the pedal in the back, and I can and I can put the motor up front, and so it's it's not the prettiest thing, but it, I mean, it gets the job done. <laughs> and how many tournaments have you fished leading up to Shasta? This was my fourth tournament ever. So wow, um, I, I fished three other tournaments. I, um, you know, I've learned a ton of fishing in the last year. Honestly, I'm really only confident with a couple of baits, which is I, like, I love throwing a jig. Um, and I, I didn't really have any bass rods coming to this. I have a lot of saltwater stuff and I got a lot of fly fishing stuff. Um, but this last year I've gotten into it. I fished three tournaments last year. This is obviously my first tournament this year. I, I went, you know, first day of prep pre-fishing. I didn't, I, I went, oh, I can't remember the name of the Creek Arms because this is my first time at Shasta as well. Um, I, I got up there Wednesday night, fished like a half day Thursday and then and then pre-fished Friday. And I, I found some fish, but it was a long ways away from base camp or from, you know, from launch. And with my little tiny electric motor, like I don't go very fast, but it was like nobody else was there. Um, I don't, all the other guys were going a different direction. And there what were just, kinda, there was what kind there. of motor is it? You have it on the back, I think. Right. No, it's on, I put it in the front. So I sit in the back and then there's the front seat and I got a, uh, a water snake. It's like a, if you look up like Hobie water snake on the YouTube, you can find a video of like how they do it. I, I cut off the top of the trolling motor. It's it's the biggest motor that will fit in between in, you know, where the where the pedals go for a Hobie. It's a 22 pound thrust motor uh, okay. and I break it up with a speed controller and everything so I can control it from the back seat. But it's powering up front. And what I like about gotcha. it. Is that it's it only sits about like eight inches maybe below the hole, so I can still go mm -hmm. real shallow with it. Yeah, that was the cool thing. Like when you were talking to me um, earlier today, and you were you know my last show with Shane, we were talking about our rigs and how expensive they are and all the things we have on them. And I feel like it's really important. And I felt like when you told me that, it really kind of put the light bulb on. You know, there's there's anglers that are in all different I guess stages of their kayak angling, you know, not so much career, but just their kayak angling experience. So like when I first got into it, it was just like a paddle kayak. I had an SS 127. I paddled and I had a little two, I had a hook two five inch Lawrence fish finder and a little Nakwa battery. And that was it. And I paddled around and fished with that for like six months until I decided to take the next step into a motor guide. And then, slowly from surely surely but surely i just you know added things to that i felt were gonna um increase my knowledge a little bit and increase my skill set but it's important to know like you don't have to have those things in order to win big events um do they help maybe but in chase's case i mean he's out there you know at in shasta which is incredibly large body of water and he's in a kayak that you know not most guys would say like oh man that's probably like a tournament rig rigged out kayak right and and chase comes home with the victory so it's important to kind of highlight that that you know it's not about how much money you have in your kayak or what you have it's about your passion your will and you know your effort that will win you these events for sure yeah i yeah, 100% there. I think that, it, and it's intimidating, right? Like if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, I want to do a tournament, but all these guys have all this sweet gear. Like I I won the thing with with not, my gear is not sweet. Um, you know, my yeah. rods, I have two nice rods and they were both, they're nice and they, they were $150 each. 
The rest yeah. of my rods were sub hundred dollar rods, and I got you know my spinning reels are like the cheapest entry level Daiwa reels. Um, what I think for me on this tournament, like one, but Chase, luck. there's no there's no kayak that looks as good as that trophy you won, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, and the six thousand dollars you won too, right? That's how much you won. In the six thousand right? bucks, yeah, yeah. In the six thousand bucks, yeah. <laughs> you're not paying off the debt. You're not paying off anything on the kayak. You just yeah, no credit card debt with it. Yeah, well, there now you I go. Can upgrade my kayak if I want to get some new rods. There you go. Um, there you go. <laughs> to me, this tournament, like. One of the things I like to do, I like to watch YouTube videos. And that's how I got into it, right? Like I watched like Greg Blanchard yeah. and other guys on, on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm I'm not risk averse. So like I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll sign up for a kayak tournament. I remember the first one I did, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And I was nervous. I messed up the identifier. I had actually gone to like Kinko's or something the night of. And this was just last year, my first one. And yeah. so like. I wanted to laminate it and then I laminated the wrong thing because I didn't put the right code in there. There was, you know, some three letter digit code. I don't remember. I think it was a wild west um, tournament at Folsom, I think was the first one I did last year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, since that time, but like for me, Shasta was all about doing research ahead of time. I watched every YouTube video I could find on fishing Shasta and I watched multiple times the guys were fishing what kind of what were they looking for on the side and i was looking for i was like filtering youtube for videos that were published in like january february march right because i wanted like winter time you know shasta tactics and i honestly i think it really i think it really helped me because it gave me confidence to fish a little slower um i fished i fished a few spots and i hit them really hard um and and i tried a brand new bait and and like that i'd never fished before because of the videos i'd watch and i had success so I, I saw the picture of, of what you caught him on. Um, it was a shaky head, but I'll let you kind of talk about it a little bit. So let's kind of start, you know, this, the conversation about Shasta, your practice day. Did you get, did you, did, were you able to practice the day before or two days yeah. before or whatever it was? Yeah. So I got in Wednesday night. Cause I was like, Oh, this is, I don't know. I love fishing. It's like an excuse to if I can yeah. have an excuse to do two extra days by going practice. That's the best thing about two day events. It's like, all right, honey, I'll be back. Uh, I got two days. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then, I mean, well, we'll talk about like at the end of day one, how I was feeling, but um, okay. yeah. So I, I, first day of practice, I caught, I think I caught three fish. Um, I'm, I'm still editing a video. Kudos to those guys who edit videos and get them out right away. That's a huge amount of work, but um, oh, yeah. I think I caught three fish, all of them small. I didn't feel like I picked up a pattern. And I also felt like given that there were 70 boats in the tournament, that the areas that I was fishing on my first day of pre-fishing that, it was going to be picked over. It was just like really narrow Creek channels that I knew everybody's going to run down. Um, and so the second day I went for a long run, I went like two and a half, three, three miles. Um, at least as the kayak rows, not, not as the crow flies. And I was looking for what I'd seen in, in the videos was like one transition on like dirt color, rock color. And I was looking for like flats that came off that were like long flats versus steep. Cause a lot of kayak, a lot of shafts right now, water down is pretty steep. And I found this one point that just happened to be much more gradual. And I caught two really nice ones on Friday. And I was like, well, I'm going to come here. Um, yeah. And, and, and on, on Thursday I, I threw it and on Friday I threw it as well. And then I threw it all, all tournament was the, the, I was Greg Gutierrez at frenzy Bates. I watched, one of his videos and one of his videos talking about the transition between like rock and red dirt and this type of thing. And I started looking for those seams. And on the first day I threw the shaky head and I think I caught four of my five keepers on a shaky head. 
um, that I, I'd never fished a shaky head before this tournament. And just, just like, I literally just was like, how did he do? I almost pulled, I didn't want to pull up the video on my phone, but I, I was like, picture it. Cause I'd watch it twice. I was like, I, I know how he did it on the thing. And, um, yeah. and it paid off. It's funny. And, Cause some, some, some guys talk about a shaky head and you're like, okay, I'm supposed to shake it. But then there's a lot of guys that say no dead stick or like just slowly like pop it or, you know, gently touch it. Like probably John Myers does or whatever, but like everyone has their own different way, but it's like, just because it's a shaky head doesn't mean it's like like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for me also, the other thing, like I don't have spot lock on my kayak. So hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Like there's guys out there that can probably really work a bait a very specific way, but I'm, I'm blowing in the wind. I'm getting spun around. I don't have 360 pedals. And so like, it's getting yeah. worked. However, it's getting worked down, <laughs> right? Like it's getting worked slow. Like that was my main yeah. thing. I was like, I, I just don't want to, I, I, I am somebody who likes to find a piece of structure and I like to pick it apart. Yeah. Me too. And that's what I did on, on this, on this flat. And so the first day yeah. um, was awesome because by freaking eight 30 in the morning, I had landed five fish that were putting me like whatever I was 80 some inches for the day. And, yeah. and then I was like, and then, and then the bike shut off. I went a couple other places and then I started heading back. It was real windy and I I'm three miles from, from home base. And I'm like, man, this is starting to, these waves are really starting to get me in the front of my kayak. Again, imagine the 14 foot kayak. I'm in the very back. Cause yeah. it's a tandem. It's starting to come yeah. out of the water a little bit in the waves. And I've, I've fished the ocean a lot with this kayak. So I know what can happen, but I'm like, seems wow. like you come out of the water a little bit more. And I reached behind me to like, I don't get a water or something. And I realized that the keel of my kayak is underwater. Like my bait bot or, you know, my, my egg milk crate or whatever yeah. is in a half an inch of water. And I was like, what the hell's going on? And, um, Turn, come to find out like my kayak's full of water and um i guess like what is like i've been loading my kayak on the roof of my prius um and i have been unloading it and dragging it a little bit on that very tail end of the of the hobie keel that little kind of pointy part and oh, it like, no. just happened on this day it had worn through and i didn't know it and i'm coming back and it's like noon 
and I've already, I've, I'm stoked because I'm in first place and I've got this, this great bag and, and, but then I'm like, oh man, I'm taking a water and it's real windy. And I thought at the time that it was just because the waves were coming over and maybe like the, the, the scupper holes in the back weren't getting anyway. Yeah. Um, but then I realized that I'm like taking on a lot of water. I'm like, no, that I'm leaking, I'm sinking. And I had to do emergency landing, um, like a mile and a half from, from the, and, and like there was another guy fishing right there. And I was like, do you mind if I like sneak behind you? Cause there's this little cove and like, and then there's the photo of me. Like I literally had to pull my kayak up, yeah. pull everything off of it and then tip it up on its side in the corner of the photo. You can see like the water just draining out. It took 25 minutes just to drain the water out. Oh. And so anyway, and, and then, I, and, and then, then I had it in. Yeah. And then I had it in. You just got, yeah, back, I, like, in. got back in and I was like, well, I got to go home. Like it was leaking slowly. Oh, I realized at that time that it was like leaking, like, from 6 a.m. to noon was enough to fill it up, right? And to make it yeah. like, I thought it was, there was a moment I thought it was going to tip in the waves because like when the water oh. gets in the kayak, it gets real squirrely and like you can't, you lose a little bit of control and it yeah. gets a little sloshy in there. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, and then, but a huge shout out to Headwaters because I called Headwaters as soon as I got in, I was like, I don't know what's going on. There's a hole in my kayak. Can you help me? And Matt over there, I think Matt, Sorry if I messed up your name. Was like, yeah, bring it over. And he, we found the hole. It was on the back, kept it on the on the roof of the car, and he just like welded it with the plastic welder there. Wow. And and I was ready for day two. That is incredible, dude. Even to like mentally go through all of that, and then you were in first place, right? You said you were in first place after yeah. day one. Yeah. So well, and I knew place. that like I had over eighty inches. I was like, wow, this is great. I went through the highs of. I cannot believe how well I'm doing in this tournament too. Yeah. I, there was, there was about 90 seconds where I was like, I might drown or get hypothermia because I was, I felt like I was going to tip over and I oh, went through the how whole, cold, how cold was the water? Um, well on my <laughs> graph, the temperature gauge doesn't work, but I think it was like 49, right? Like, um, 50 ish. So anyway, cold, right? You pick up the bass <laughs> and your hand hurts. <laughs> oh no, dude, man. What a grind. So then you get back, you get back in the saddle, you know, headwaters saves the day, you know, you get back in the saddle day two and let's go through day two. So day two, I don't, there is no, like, I haven't thought two days. I, there's like not a two day plan that exists in my mind. There was a one day plan. <laughs> and then, cause like, I didn't even feel confident in my one day plan. Like it was the only place I caught a couple decent fish and I went back to it and there was a bunch of them. So yeah. day two, I'm like, well, I'm going back to the same place. Yeah, of course. Day, day two is like. Where I, I, I'm kind of most proud of my, like my angling perseverance because like day two I go back to the same place um, on my fourth cast because uh, I'm editing the video. My fourth cast I catch a 15 and a half, 16 incher, and I'm like, and I'm just like, yes, they're still wow. here. And I proceed <laughs> to then cast for the next two and a half hours and not get another single bite. And yep. at this point, my girlfriend calls me and she's like, you know, it's a two day tournament. It's not like. She's like, she wanted to make sure that I wasn't culling because she looked at the leaderboard and saw I only had one fish. Wasn't cull, thinking I was culling against the first day. I wasn't, but like, she's like, you haven't entered anything else. And I was like, no, I haven't caught anything. And at that moment, I looked at the leaderboard and I was like, my heart sank. Cause like at the end of day one, I was thinking, I wish this was a one day tournament because like, I don't know what's going to happen on day two, but day one, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm sitting pretty. Um, but anyway, so. I started working around that area. My boat wasn't sinking. I kept checking like obsessively, like, is there water? Is there water? Yeah. And I started finding them. 
I started looking for the similar patterns that I was fishing with regards to the change in rock to, to mud or rock to red dirt and flats. And so what I ended up finding is like some of the guts of these creeks, you know, so like the flats and the creeks in like the 20 foot range, yeah. I fished two of them. I got nothing. I caught a trout on the shaky head. I was, it's like 1230. <laughs> I had one fish in the box and I was just like maybe 1130 and I was like hurting for confidence because then I had caught a fish in four and a half hours. And then I caught one and, and then I proceeded to work that spot and just like, just like a little Creek channel thing. And I caught, um, I think I caught four more there. Yeah. I caught my whole limit there. Um, and then I needed, and then I was letting, and then I started looking at the leaderboard again. Cause I was like, well, like this John Myers guy, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he is, but he's up there. And, um, so I started heading back and I, I hit one more thing that looked real similar. And I caught one that upgraded me, I think from a 13 and three quarter or 13 and a half to 14 and a quarter. Mm-hmm. and and then i started heading back and i was fishing fishing a spot that i because I, I didn't know i was a long ways away i didn't know how long it take me to get back and i caught i caught one more fish and with like maybe 10 minutes of fishing time before i had to like hit it to get back in time and the fish i i could not stretch it to 14 and a quarter which would have given me a quarter inch upgrade and put me like definitively in first it was 14 inches and i spent um you know, a, a good few minutes trying to be like, come on. But like, I just couldn't get it to go. And I was like, well, it'll be what yeah. it'll be. And, and yeah. at that moment, I thought the tie went to the single biggest fish. I, I didn't know the rules. Yeah. Um, anyway. And so that was, that was my tournament. I think um, to, keys to success were research ahead of time. Like I didn't have spots picked out, but I like had things I wanted to look for. And like, yeah, because I did that, I had some confidence in fishing sure. them. I was, a lot of guys were covering a lot of water, but I think my success was just like, this looks good. I'm going to hit it pretty hard and yeah. I fish fewer spots. And dude, confidence is absolutely like the number one tool, bait, boat, everything that you could have confidence, you know, diminishes everything else. And that's the number one thing that you should have on the water. If you want to be successful, no matter what you're fishing out of, no matter anything, it's just confidence is, is at the absolute key. That was one thing that I really, really believed in. And, uh, Gerald Swindell did a, a really good seminar about confidence and um, I've watched it like four or five times now. If you want to go check it out, you know, you can just look up Gerald Swindle on confidence and it's an older video and, and it's one thing that he just hammers away about. And it's just, that is one thing. Like when you said that it just lights me up because I totally understand what you're talking about. Like when you have that confidence, it's almost like you could feel the next bite coming. Yeah, I uh, I just wrote that down, and also that reminded me when I was a kid, I used to my mom used to take me down to the public library and I'd check out bass fishing videos. Like I didn't really fish for bass <laughs> as a kid, but I was so into fishing. Um, yeah, yeah, and to me, like there was there was those moments like tournament fishing too. Like ever this is only my fourth one, but like man, it can really eat at you because you're like, well, I got to make a decision. You start rushing, you start not so fishing. Chase, let me ask you this: yeah. How stoked are you to get into your next one now? I'm super stoked to get in my next one. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I like, I was bummed that I'm not going to be able, like, I'm, I'm going up to Washington state. I'm not gonna be able to get in the Delta. Uh, I think one this next week or no, it's Folsom next week. Folsom, yeah, I think Folsom was the first term. I, I was like, I got a couple good spots marked on Folsom. I'd like to give that another shot, but I'm stoked. I'm, I intend to be at Pardee. Um, and like the big thing for me was like, I, and my girlfriend would say the same thing. Like he doesn't expect to win. He doesn't even expect to get top 10. He's just going there to have fun. And that was a hundred percent true. And like first day, 
honestly, I feel like I got a little bit lucky. Second day, I feel like I earned and worked really hard for the fish I caught. And between the two, like I was able to come out on top. Um, hey man, there's nothing know. wrong with there's not there's nothing wrong with a little bit of luck, bro. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, with I mean, it. I think we to all, win, you gotta all, have a little bit of luck. You gotta have a little bit of luck for sure. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And and have fun, dude. If you're not having fun and you're stressed out all the time and you're so worried about getting your limit. And then it doesn't come and then it just eats at you the next tournament. And then that just piles up on you. That's another thing Gerald Swindell talks about is positive mental attitude. You got to have a positive mental attitude out on the water. You got to be, you know, keep it simple, stupid. He talks about this kiss method, kiss method. Yeah, absolutely. K I S S keep it simple, stupid, dude. He, he absolutely. Goes, I talked about goes, that at work too. <laughs> yeah. He goes, he goes, if, if they're not biting the jig, I pick up the worm. If they're not biting the worm, then I pick back the jig. <laughs> it's just like so, he has like this super funny, like mental attitude out there and it, and it pays off. So, man, Chase, that's so cool. So you end up winning $6,000. You have the first win for California Bass Nation, the trail series. So your next your next eye on the prize is is party. It seems like, right? That's your kind of next deal. I think so. I am. But like I. I'm looking at some of these ABA tournaments. Like now I'm like looking at it a little bit more because before it was sort of like convenience. I was like, can I do this? Like, yeah. sure. Like I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm stoked. I think like I'm, it, it gave me confidence. Like I, I don't think I can win a lot of tournaments, but I think that like I can compete and that's what like, yeah. that feels really good to be like, you know what? I can like, I can get up there and, and make this happen. So yeah, it's exciting. Well, man, I mean, dude, this was incredible to kind of pick your brain and, and hear your thoughts out there. And man, no better dude to win this tournament, honestly. Um, I could just tell, I don't know, I haven't known you for that long, but I could just tell by your attitude and the way that you carry yourself and uh, definitely a, a well representative of the sport. And, you know, you're, you're all in now, bro. You bit the bullet. Now you're you're ready to hop in and watch. Next year you're gonna have the the motor guide and the graphs and everything going on. A Hobie PA fourteen, like it's just it's just what happens. It's the development of our love for the sport of kayak fishing, and you know we all have a different journey to where we're at. And and dude, congratulations, man. I mean that's a huge huge win. That's you know one of the biggest kayak series in California, and you got that first place trophy already, and that's huge. So congratulations. No, thank you. And it's awesome to be on the show. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for the invite on the podcast. And uh yeah, I'm excited for what's for I have what's a feeling this isn't gonna be the last time we're gonna see you on because just by I'm just telling you, bro. Like I get these feelings sometimes and like I can tell like we're gonna have have you back on. Even if you win or not, we'll we'll come back and talk about fly fishing and, and deep sea fishing and, and pick Chase's brain a little bit more because uh, even now we're twinning on, I, I just realized we're twinning on the headphones cause you got sure headphones and you got the, yeah. the sure mic and yeah, so we, yeah. gotta, we gotta, we gotta have you back on dude. No, I, I, I would be honored. And yeah, like also like <laughs> if you haven't done the, the halibut from the kayak, Oh man, that's a, that is a fun <laughs> deal too. I bet. I can only imagine it's like pulling up a freaking I don't know, like a log cause they're like flat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's like pulling up a piece of carpet, but, the, but yeah. delicious, delicious. I, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, Chase, uh, best of luck at party and and all the other series that and, that you uh, um, decide to to fish. And is there anyone that you want to thank right now? You know, yeah, I made we, a list before we bring John a, on. I got a okay. list. Yeah, yeah. Before we bring John on, Go ahead, uh, first man. I want to say my my uh, 
my girlfriend Kathleen Chaffer. Thank you, Kathleen. Love you, baby. This is uh, she was super super supportive of me, packed me up with like food and made she bought me some beer and was like, you know, anyway, calling in, checking in, checking on the leaderboard, sending me positive text, PMA, positive mental attitude. Um, Tim, Arthur, Tim did a great job hosting this tournament. Like I listened to Tim last night on a, on a Facebook live, like gave me a huge amount of respect for the guys that are judging and, and putting these tournaments on like the amount of work and thought and care that goes behind it. Um, Greg Gutierrez and frenzy Bates, like I, I haven't met Greg, but like wouldn't be here without like the videos that he put out. Um, John Myers, like I met John when we were standing in line. I was like, who's this guy I'm tied with? And like <laughs> nicest guy ever. I'm stoked that he's going to be on here in just a second when I get off the phone. Um, Greg Blanchard was a big influence for me, like to just get into the sport. Um, and, and again, I tell anybody who's listening, like if you haven't given a kayak tournament a shot, but you're thinking about it, just do it because it's it's doable and it's not as intimidating as it seems like. And like once you get out there, you'll have fun fishing. Um, I want to thank uh, my dad who taught me how to fish. My mom who's the namesake of my boat, the Lucille. That's her middle name. Oh, I shouldn't tell you that because now you know all my security information. Um, <laughs> and uh, and that's it. I'm 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 really really proud to to, to have won. Um, but also extremely grateful for everyone else who helped make it possible. And I'm I'm glad to be here, Shane. I thank you for your time. Thank you, Chase, man. Awesome, awesome stuff, dude. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and put you back into the studio room, and I'm going to bring John on, all right? Thanks, all right, Don't buddy. be too hard on him. Thank you all. I will. Oh, Chase is, wait, wait. Chase's Fish. Oh, yeah, where can people Instagram. follow you? Yeah, follow me go. on Chase's Fish on Instagram. You can see pictures of the kayak getting dumped out. Some of my what about YouTube? Fish. You got a YouTube, too? Chase's Fish. Um, on YouTube right. as well. I, I think like it's it. not up yet, but it'll get up there. Yeah, so follow me there, um, and thank you all. Chase chases fish. I love it. All right. See you, buddy. See you. All right. So now we are going to have uh, Mr. John Myers on. We're going to bring him on right now. John, looking super clean like always. Thanks, Chase. <laughs> Chase is a great guy, isn't he? Oh, he is for sure. No, there's no doubt about it. Great dude. So, okay, John. Yes. John, so... You are no stranger to the show. We've had you on, I think, one or two times, but uh, welcome mm-hmm. back to the show. Thank you. Congratulations Thank you. on your win. So if you guys are listening, John um, took second place to chase at the California Bass Nation event. Mm-hmm. It was ran in conjunction with the Wild West uh, Kayak Series, and John won the Wild West Kayak Series because Chase uh, was not in that tournament. And, John, you're very fortunate that he wasn't. <laughs> but uh, so, John um people already know you on the show so i don't i don't feel like we really need to do that big of an intro john's a hammer Mm -hmm. out here and he's been on the show a few times and let's just go ahead and pick apart your shasta event buddy so go ahead and walk us through like you know a little bit of practice and then day one Mm -hmm. uh day two and then uh talk about your wild west victory okay so on uh thursday i showed up a little bit late um I was at the top of the ramp and I looked out and I'm like, okay, this point over here to my left is a nice flat point that goes way out on the lake. I'm going to check that point. And I look to my right and there's another point, basically the same type of structure. And this time of year is what I look for for the spotted bass is little chunk rock about the size of a, a baseball, um, white, on, on Shasta, I think it was a huge key. And then if you had a uh, bigger rock 
mixed in with it. You, you, you had uh, you had a gold mine, and uh, or the nuggets. So um, first day of practice, I went way up in McLeod, and uh, I quickly found that I could catch fish up there. It was a long ways to go, just just for some keepers. And uh, on the way back, I stopped at one of those points and immediately caught two fish. Like, okay, that's good. So then I went and checked in uh, Packard Bay. And inside of Packard Bay, there was an island. Uh, There's actually a few islands in there. Um, so on my graph, I highlight uh, water depth. And, and this, for my, um, um, for me to, to get as, as the, um, the structure and to figure out and, and quicken um, my ability to find the fish, what I do is uh, at shafts that 30 feet or less was red and 30 feet to 60 feet was green. And it would show me islands. It would show me long points off of points. It would show me these key spots that people wouldn't fish or don't know to fish because you don't know they're there. And then I would focus on those, those specific locations. So then again, uh, with the Garmin panoptics, I was able to find the places with the rock I was looking for because it was, it was obvious, you would see it. And then two, with the down imaging, MI2D, I was able to, to recognize too the, the rock that, that I was trying to focus on. So I, I mostly fished flats and the key was, was so uh, a flat could be in 80 feet of water. A flat could be in 10 feet of water, uh, two feet of water. So I was catching fish in flats anywhere from 20 to 40. So, and, and off these points were these, were these fingers so if, let's see if you see my hand. So here, here's the point. Off the point, we do it this way. There'll be a little finger right here. This is what I would fish. I would fish this right here. That baby right there. That was the key. That was is that a, a nub? Is that a nub or a finger? Is that a <laughs> nub or a finger? It looked like a nub there. <laughs> <laughs> Some, can you please down. clarify if that was a nub or a finger, please? Okay, let me see. Let me try it again. Okay, there. <laughs> there we go. That's a, there we go. <laughs> a little finger off the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I would focus on that plus island pops. My nice. main spot, okay, was near super deep water. So it was near uh, um, probably 200 feet of water, and uh, these fish. In that location, roamed a whole bunch. There was there's two big rock piles. There was a ditch in between each one of them, and the fish would use the ditch to move up and feed, and they'd move back out. I would see them in the ditch. I couldn't catch them in the ditch, but I would catch them on the top of the rock piles. And I was throwing a Lunker Daddy tube, a green pumpkin with red flake, okay, and the Tasmore jig. Tasmore jig on the first day and the tube what I call my fish and then uh I love I love me some Taz I love me some Tasmoo jigs yeah it, it, yeah I tell you he, he he's got some good custom colors and he made up some um it was the um it was the um the goby color and do you uh, ever thank him yeah. do you ever thank him out in the water like when you catch one you go thanks oh, thank you Taz oh yeah all the time <laughs> all the time he's got some great stuff he really does 
Taz, Taz, thank you. Yes, thank you, Taz. <laughs> this, it, he's so creative and he has that the eye for the color and oh, the shape sure. and how to do the certain colors and, and yeah. line them up just perfect. His baits are really good. Sometimes so, I send him a picture on the water because he we don't yeah. fish often on the like in tournaments together, but sometimes I'll send him a picture of it with with just choked in its mouth and go, thank oh, yeah. you, Taz. Yeah. It's like a little mosquito on the top of their mouth, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look, at look at that. Dude. Right? So, hey, one question really quick. For your mm -hmm. trailers on spots, because their mouths are small, do you yeah. do you go pretty pretty small on your trailer, or do you, do you still throw, like, a typical, like, sweet beaver or whatever your trailer is? Like a bigger, yeah. like do you go bigger or smaller? It doesn't matter. So for the spotted bass, um, okay, let, let me tell you, I use one trailer 99% of the time. The uh, Yamamoto Simmons uh, Purple Play. And that's double that's tail grub. Yes, double tail grub. Yeah. That's I, pretty, that's a pretty, that's a pretty common, especially for yeah. Shasta. I feel like that's a pretty common jig trailer. Like a lot of guys talk about the double tail yeah. all over the place, but Shasta for sure is like, double tail grub it, you know you were talking earlier about confidence and yeah. uh, you know something if, if you don't have the confidence of the bait you, you need to just cut it off and put something that confidence in because yeah. you're not going to fish i mean that's the way it is that's the way it goes yeah it's funny because like a lot of guys like even like even like me like listening to you like you could tell me your confidence bait is a double tail grub mm -hmm. and you just want an event it kind of is in my head but at the same time like i throw a rage trunk with more confidence yeah. so yeah. which one am i you know what i mean it's not like just because guys know your juice doesn't mean like they're gonna catch this they're gonna catch the same amount of fish as you or anything like that because there's so much more that goes into it so yeah i could tell you exactly when i'm catching them on <laughs> right before the tournament and i don't have a problem doing it because you can't catch my fish i can't is catch that... <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, the, it's the angle to dangle bro it's the angle to dangle. Yeah, Come on now. that's what it was over at uh, paris man it was the old Throw it out and look, give it a little dip, dude. Dip, dip, I'll never dip. forget. There was a day when, when me and my buddies were out at Pudding Stone, it's a really small lake, and there's like a couple points and like one flat on the whole lake. And we're all on this flat, it's always has fish on it. And dude, I am just absolutely schwacking them. And there's like eight guys around me, we're all doing the same thing, we're all just fun fishing. It was just for fun. And I'm catching like I caught like 93 inches, and all these guys caught nothing. They're just looking at me. I'm like, bro, I'm, you guys can see right here. I'm just I'm just uh, drop shotting my six inch MM3 and <laughs> I'm catching fish on like every cast, dude. It doesn't matter if you're right here. It doesn't matter if you see me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I've fished a lot of boat tournaments and I've seen it where literally I'm throwing the exact same bait, exact same line, size, weight, everything. And yeah. I cannot get a bite. And my buddy is just like laughing because he's like, there's no one. There's another one. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? You know, come on. There is a little subtleness that uh, is the key. Yeah, there's always yeah. a little key. But I don't always give all the all the keys away. I'll, I'll give a key, yeah. but I'll give a, 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 a area where you can get to the lock. But I'm not going to give you the key. <laughs> there is a I key. Hear you. Is a I key. hear you. So okay, so let's get back on track because we can go on. Me and John okay, talk so, quite a bit, so we can we can we can go on for two uh, hours if we wanted to. So let's let's dial it in. Let's go to day one, John. Let's hit day okay. one. Up. Day one. So day one, I uh, uh, put my uh, I have two trolling motors on, the, on my kayak. Right, first time I ever tried yeah. it, yeah. and I put that sucker the the one in the back on full throttle, and I 
got to work out. I Which is really get... cool that they're allowing two motors. I think it's cool. Yeah, that is yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's Same just open it. Let's just let's just let's just open it wide up, dude. Let's yeah. just we're the we're the California Motor Kayak Series. Right. In all of if, yeah. If I could blast <laughs> the bottom of my kayak and put a, a jet ski motor on it, I'd do it. <laughs> you know, but we're just that's not a problem. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it, it doesn't matter if you know if you put both troll motors down. The one in the front will just slow it down. Yeah, it's, for it's, sure. You know, it's a drag. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I got a nice good workout, man. I, I huffed and puffed, and I got to that spot, and I turned around, and for like 100 yards behind me, there's nobody. I'm like, okay, awesome. good. That's and the then, best. So, yeah, I get to that spot, and there's like only like literally probably 25 yards. And every time someone would come up, I'd, I'd ask, you know, go around me if you know, please go around me. Or, or they would ask, you know, can I go around you? Yeah, yeah, please go around. And um, anyways, I didn't have to deal with any boaters. They're, uh, all the kayak guys are very courteous. You know, they're all real friendly. Uh, great people, you know, great community. You know, they're, they're great guys. Uh, I was a little stressed out uh, because I knew I could get a limit in, in these specific locations. I just don't know how big that would be. So day one, basically, I hit three locations, four actually, four locations. And uh, I went in, um, I had uh, 76 inches. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And then uh, I, was, I was okay with that. I was happy with that, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, Chase had 80 and three-quarter inches, and I'm like, wow. Okay, that's pretty good if you want. Yeah, which for Shasta, just for you guys listening that may not be from here, that's that's a bag, right? Like 80, 85 is a a sack on Shasta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's close to 10 pounds. Yeah, and it's mostly full of spots. Like, it's pretty much all spots, right? Yeah, long. Are there there any largemouth? Um, There is. They're um, they're a little harder to catch. Um, Yeah. There was a lot of smallmouth I caught too. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it has all my, three. Yeah, it has all three. I've yeah. I've never I, been to Shasta. And yeah, you guys are all I, lucky I haven't been. Yeah, it's an awesome lake. Was, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Last time I was there was in the nineties in a tournament yeah. and that you know, we had like eleven pounds and it was smallmouth, largemouth and slops. And they're yeah. all like two and a half pounds. Or you know, they were nice solid fish and they weren't Heck white yeah. you know? so what'd you say what'd you say you had john you had 76 76 on day one 76 okay yeah. and yeah, yeah and i was chase like, had 80. 80 yeah seven. yeah he, he he was a solid five inches you know four and three quarter inch five inches 
you know, not, I really, yeah. you know, I'm a, day, a two day tournament, you know, to me, uh, I just want to get a limit both days. Not, and I go out to have fun. You know, that's what for I sure. look for. Have fun and try to get a limit. And, yeah. and you know, when you get that limit, you know, you get dangerous. And that's when, you know, yep. you start calling and you start, you know, working your way up and stuff and doing better and better. So, so day, day two, two, day two, same thing. Get a good leg workout, right? I mean, I'm like, I'm like panicky because there's a lot of people that, that know me and, and saw me there. And, and I was like, yeah. kind of hope no one, you know. And they're like, they're like casually a hundred yards behind you all the time, huh? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, and, and you know, I'm, 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 everybody's really cool. Everybody's really cool. No, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, so I, I got a good workout again. I picked up the first day I, I threw a swim jig first thing. And I never get a, uh, never did get a bite. The second day I cut that off and put it on the spinnerbait. So I pull up to this point. First cast of the spinnerbait. This was like a, let's say, so I'm facing, facing north. I get it to my to the west, and I just kind of like fling it over to the to the east. <laughs> Click my reel over, and it feels like I'm snagged. Very first cat. So I start reeling it. Hey, whoa, that's a fish! That's <laughs> a hook, man. I reel it in, swinging a board, right? It's a yeah. 17 inch fish. Wow. I'm like, oh my god! First cast. This is awesome. You know, I mean, first yeah. cast. People say that's bad luck. To me, it's good luck. Okay. Yeah, for sure. If you can catch a 17 inch on a, on the first cast, trust, trust me, that's not bad luck. That's not bad luck. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking a picture in the dark, right? And it flashes, and I, I look, taking that picture, and it's all blurry. And I'm kind of getting a little panicky, right? Because all, I hear all these kayaks going behind me, and I'm doing the flash, you know? People are like, yeah, this guy caught a fish already, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, you know? Yeah. Like, again, and every picture is blurry. And I finally get one good one. And then I take a couple more. And and so I, I release the fish. My very next cast, I catch a 16 and a half on the spinner. Oh, my God. Very next cast. So I do the same thing. Take a bunch of pictures of it. You know, I, I check it. looks good. I throw it in. So I, I go up about about 50 feet. And, and now there's three competitors in front of me. So I turn. And I go back over that and I turn, go back over it and go back over it. Like, okay, this is done. So I pick up a jig and the day before I caught three on the jig in, in the same area. Didn't get a bite. I'm like, oh gee, that's not good. So <laughs> the first day, uh, when I would throw it out, I would shake the jig in a, on the slack line. And then the, the rod would load up. And if you didn't know what to fill for, you would never know you were getting a bite. So I'm just wow. shaking on the slack line, and then, and then as I'm shaking, I feel it loading up. I start reeling in. The rod starts bending over. I give it a good whack, and that was on the first day. I caught a 16 and a half doing that. I was like, sweet. So and that was on one of the rock piles. So I, I think I lost like four jigs on a rock pile and like six tubes. I just the, the day before it was windy, and and I think I was moving the bait over the rocks quicker. On the, the second day, it was calm. So I kept getting stuck in those rocks. Yeah. And uh, so I moved over to the next rock pile. And then between the rock pile was a ditch. And as I went over that ditch, I see a bunch of fish. And I put a drop shot down. And I got about patience with the drop shot about five, four, three, two, and reel it in. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. It just, you know, 
maybe I should drop shot more. But uh, anyway, so I got the two back on, tied another two on. I, I have like a 20-foot leader. I think now this leader is only like 10 foot, you know, because I've already broken off so many times. And I yeah. caught a, a small mouth, and I caught another small mouth off the other rock pile. So then uh, and that was like 8.30. And then uh, one of the competitors come by, and he says, man, what, what is it about that spot? And I said, it's just a good area. You know, it's, it's a good area. A real nice uh, a buddy of mine. And uh, anyways, um, so it was calm. It was very calm. And uh, I decided to move my bait over the top of that rock pile fast. I caught a 17 and a half inch pitch. That was my limit. That was your limit. Okay. I was like, was I think limit. he's at four right now. Yeah. Yeah. That was my limit. It's 17 limit. and a half. And wow. The buddy Dang. shows up and he goes, dude, am I your lucky charm? I go, don't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, don't small go mouth. anywhere. Small mouth or a, spot? Spot? It was a spot. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a solid two and a quarter pound spot. You know, maybe two and a half. Probably close to two and a quarter. So I had five and it's like 11 o'clock now. And, and it was hard to get five that day. And I caught, yeah. uh, um, I was like, should I leave? You know, there's big fish here biting. Should I leave? Should I go? You know, that's the whole thing about tournaments. You know, if you're going to win a yeah. tournament, you make the right decisions, you know? Yeah. And so I decided I'm going to, it was the wind picked up. So I went along the a steep bank, threw a spinnerbait in the mud line, didn't get bit, went over to this other point, threw a spinnerbait in the mud line, didn't get bit. Went over to the island that I had found that had rock on it, and uh, I kind of blew over the rock pretty fast. And I, I, I saw some fish on the top of the rock pop, 20 feet of water. So, anyways, I uh, caught two off of that. One I culled, so I think I culled up a quarter inch, and the other one didn't help. And then I went around the corner throwing spinnerbait some more, and I saw a competitor, and uh, he goes, "Man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. I only got three. I go, oh, just go around the corner of that rock pile. You'll catch some fish. He caught a 15 <laughs> and a 16. Wow. So not off by the same rock pile, but just to ride around the corner. So, uh, <clears throat> I kind of wish I had either one of those fish. But, yeah. Uh, so I went to the last much... spot. Okay. Yeah, I went to the last uh, spot, and uh, um, I never got a bite over there. Um, and I was thinking, well, I should have went back. See, that's the whole thing. I'm always, like, thinking, you know, do I run back to that first spot? Do I run back over here? You know, in a kayak, you know, to run a mile is going to take you 10 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, it's less efficient. So, and that's one thing, too, is I like to run to an area, then work my way back, fish my way back in a kayak. Uh, in a boat, you know, you could, you know, fire it up, boom, you're there. But uh, uh, anyways, um, uh, Chase, you know, he's a great guy. I, I love listening to him. You know, yeah. Shane, I really appreciate everything you, you, you do. You know, you are an ambassador of the sport. You know, we, we appreciate what you do. I appreciate what you do. Uh, Thanks, man. So you ended up, you ended up, you ended up, you ended up only losing by like literally like a hair, huh? We actually like, tied. We yeah, you tied. tied. You tied. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's he right. He had he had a quarter inch first eight, 80 and a, uh, three quarters. I had eighty and a yeah. half, and. Uh, the, the first fish I caught, I had it going, uh, I wasn't quite sure, you know, the one picture of the mouth wasn't really close. But anyways, it wasn't yeah. a legit fish. For, yeah. I mean, it had to be clear. Okay? For sure. And it wasn't clear. Uh, the, my clear fish obviously wasn't 
17 and a quarter. So, I mean, yeah. that's all on me, you know, the, yeah. The, uh, so the, how much, how much did you end up taking home for a uh, wild West? Uh, wild West 23.50. And then how much for a uh, bass nation? 1700, 1700. So like $4,000. Wow. What yeah. a weekend, man. Yeah. That was sweet. Yeah. That's really awesome, yeah. dude. Chase is over there. Chase is over there like, dang, another three grand. (laughs) (laughs) But you never know, dude. That's that's something that, you know, like I was talking to him before the show and like, you know, to get into both, it's a little bit steep at first. And then, you know, you just you just never know. So you can't be results oriented. You just got to go with what you do. And that's, you know, that's it. But John, dude, congratulations. You got a a big one under your belt. Uh, We're going to go ahead and kind of wrap it up from here. But um, I know that you came down to Paris as well. And yeah. you were on the awards show. If you guys want to go check out John, talk about his Paris a little bit. Um, you guys can go over to American Bass Kayak Series on Facebook. We're doing our awards live on Facebook. Kind of a cool, inno- new, innovative thing. But uh, John, as we as we get as we get ready to wrap this up, I uh, just want to congratulate you on you. on another win for John. And uh, definitely, probably won't be the last time that we see you as well. Um, what do you got? What do you got planned for your next event? <laughs> So I, I, I spent uh, uh, two weekends at Shasta, went yep. to Paris the next weekend, and then yep. this weekend I'm going to go to Folsom fish a two-day oh. tournament. He's heading so to Folsom. Four days, Are you going to fish Yakabass and KBF? Um, definitely Yakabass. KBF yeah. is in the air right now. I, I've never done a KBF. Um, uh, it's going to be 500 bucks if I get in everything. And... Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, well, that's what that's pretty much what you want at Paris. So just take the Paris change and just throw it on over there. Throw it over there. <laughs> share, yeah. share with everybody. I think I think it'd be cool to see see John, you know, hold up a KBF card or you know they they give a coin or a card and okay. I think it'd be cool, dude. You should get into it. But uh, anyways, John, let's go ahead and uh, you know, announce or just what do you what'd you say? One more thing. Okay. They talk about bragging about thumbs ripped up. Uh-huh. Every time we catch a lot of fish, I'm like, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, look at that. Look at that thumb. That oh, is yeah. all ripped bragging up. Rights, bro. That's that bragging is rights. bragging rights. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, that feeling never gets old. Never gets old. Yeah. So, John, go ahead and thank you know, people that support you and, uh, let's, and where they can follow you on social media, and we'll wrap it up. Okay, yeah. So, uh, uh, first, my wife. She's my biggest supporter. Uh, she gets up every morning when I do. Uh, gets basically makes me some breakfast, my lunch. She supports me 100% for all my fishing all these years, 39 years of, of marriage now. Uh, I got a heck of a keeper right there, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, super clean. Super clean's a, a, a great product. Uh, you could buy it at Walmart. Uh, you can get it at O'Reilly's. Uh, try it out. If you have like, um, if you want to shine up your rims, hose it off with water, spray that stuff on, hose it off, and it looks like you actually bought it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
good with stuff. State shop in Atwater and in, in Mariposa, um, Joey Vernon is a great guy. He supported me a whole bunch. And he, uh, if you're ever in town, stop by. Uh, go there and, and shoot a little pow pow and, and buy some fish and stuff. Lunker Daddy. Lunker Daddy has custom poured, uh, hand poured uh, injection mold uh, plastics. And he uh, just got a whole bunch more molds and stuff. And he, he's really pushing a lot of good stuff out. He's got a lot of good baits. Over at Shasta, that's what I use, his, his tube. Stuff some really good stuff. Then Tazmua Custom, TM Custom Lures. Uh, you got to check out Taz on, on Facebook. Instant message him on Facebook. And, and he'll give you his color codes and charts. And he's got from micro jigs, finesse jigs, to, to regular jigs, swim jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, you name it. Um, Headwaters, uh, just like Chase said, man. Uh, uh, Headwaters Adventures in Reading, they take great care of people, great customer service, and they got everything you need at their shop. And then Garmin Panoptics. Uh, Garmin's come a long ways with, with helping my fishing, helping me locate fish and understanding what those fish are doing, how they're setting up, and it's, it's great equipment. And then Ryan Cook. Ryan Cook, he's a guide in the mother load. This guy, uh, he says I taught him everything. I didn't teach him anything, really. I brought him fishing a few times. But he's a great fisherman. He's a party in the boat. If, if you want to, if you want to, uh, there's a shot. I'm not shot. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Maloney's tournament coming up. And there's going to be a lot of uh, kayak guys show up. So if you want to learn about the lake real quick, he can, he'll put you on some fish real quick. That's Ryan Cook Fishing. He does the mother load. Great guy. He's a party in the boat. And then also one one other thing is is uh, the bass report. I know Shana, you know, this is a, a bass report as well. Uh, uh, Brian and and uh, Joel started this. And anyways, yeah, if you're driving long distance, you know, like I do, I listen to all these podcasts. And I enjoy all of them. Shane, I love yours. You know, this is some good stuff. It's all about fishing too. And that's yeah. what I like to Alrighty, thanks, John. Oh, well, I appreciate you, it. I really want to uh, thank you for everything you do. Like I said, you're an ambassador of the sport, and and we need more people like you in this sport. We really do. Thank you, Shane. Thanks, John. All right, well, uh, everyone, make sure you guys go check out John's stuff, and uh, really appreciate you coming on, John. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just wrap it up from here. And we got a new little outro clip that you guys can watch from Paddle and Finn. But, John, thank you for your time. Thank and I'm you, sure Shane. I'll see you again soon, buddy. Definitely. All right, brother. All right. Talk to you later. See you, see you guys. Thank you for listening. Here's a little outro clip from Paddle and Finn. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. 
Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today. Through the Blackwater Bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.